Well, good afternoon to you. This is Alan Seymour here, your host on the future of sport. All in sports talk. I think this will be episode. Yeah, it will be episode twenty-four. Delighted always on my show to introduce to you a sports marketing buddy, a colleague of mine, uh, someone who I've got the utmost respect for. Does great work in Northern Ireland for the tourism uh, sector. There works on the SEAT conference, both here in the UK and the US, and really is an expert in so many aspects of sports marketing. So maybe Jeff, the first question I should ask you is what makes for a great sport marketing consultant? Well I think that's a, a, an excellent an excellent kickoff question Alan. Um, for, for, for me uh, I, I think what is really important for a good sports consultant uh, let me answer the question in two ways. First of all uh, they've got to have the experience and it's important for that person, so they've got the experience in a wide range of skill sets, strategic, marketing, communications, but also can be in a range of different sports, whether that's football, rugby, um, hockey. And the more knowledge and experience they have, then the better rounded individual that I come across, the more knowledge and experience that they've got. And I think that's important for your listeners, yeah. especially people who are studying uh, sports, sports marketing, sports strategy is to get as much breadth and depth of knowledge and skill sets um, in their career. I mean, uh, sorry, go on, Jeff. Go, carry on now. Carry on. I'll come back to you with something that's very important. But carry on. So, no, no problem. Uh, but what I, what I would say, and answering your, your 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 question, I think what is absolutely vital for a a sports consultant is number one having a fresh pair of eyes, and I think that is of absolute vital to a sport um, and sport organisations. People in these sports organisations know their business and their industry and their organisation inside out. But what happens, they get so used to their business, their industry and their organisation that sometimes they, they forget to see the wood through the trees, yeah. or the trees through the wood <laughs> and, and all of that. Um, but the, the bottom line is sometimes it takes somebody with a helicopter view coming in and uh, pinpointing maybe areas that they need to either focus on or maybe areas that they can really bring out, for example, the whole branding and all of that. So for me, what's important is, uh, and the good role of a sports consultant is having a fresh pair of eyes. I think the second bit is providing that consultancy. So again, that helicopter view in terms of strategic plans, now be that a strategy, vision, mission, goals, objectives, or be that a marketing uh, strategy or a communication strategy, it's being able to give them the right thoughts and advice, but also to challenge them to make sure they've got the right plans in place to move their organisation forward. And I think the third point I would say that the role of a good sports consultant is to share knowledge and to share best practice in the industry. So to me, those are the, the, the important bits of the role of a sports consultant. Fresh pair of eyes... Providing that um, helicopter view of those, you know, strategic uh, approaches, and then having that area of being able to share knowledge and best practice for the benefit of the organisation. I mean, Jeff, I was going to come into you earlier. You've done exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, you've set the framework. You've set the touch points here. Uh, 
all of those can be described and, and, and kind of the themes and the topics for, the, for, for this interview. So let's maybe go through those three points that you talk about here. The vision uh, and the insight and, and, and the ability to have a, a fresh pair of eyes on something. You know, it's almost, you know, neutrality sometimes, but it's also expertise. And I think as you set out on, on the journey and you want somebody to come in, and I believe in experts. I mean, okay, experts may be a phrase or sometimes uh, ma- maligned a little bit because people don't often like to be uh, seen to be critical or criticising. But I think both in education and in consultancy terms, that's a vital role. Now, if we talk about some of the visionary approach that is necessary, how do you think sports educators should be using that as as, as a kind of theme to train and to teach and to incentivise and to inspire the future sports marketers and the future sport marketing consultants, uh, Jeff? I think one of the areas that uh, for me is extremely important in education is um, somebody might say, can you teach it, uh, is to really challenge the, the, the student's approach to being innovative and to really thinking differently uh, outside the box. What do I mean by that? Sometimes, you know, uh, a sports organisation wants to be the best in the world, but maybe that's not the vision that they need to be. Maybe for example, and let me give you an example. Everybody want want to wins uh, the World Cup in football, but only one person is going to do it. So if everybody has the vision to win the World Cup in football, there's going to be a lot of disappointed businesses and disappointed people. Yeah. But what what you can do, depending on your size and and, and where where you're at and your location and, and and your history, you might be able to actually identify something unique about you. Um, you might end up being maybe you know the, the best small federation yeah. you know so some uh, at a certain level so and then what you do is you start to create benchmarks and, and knowledge uh, exchange in those areas that what, what will make you the best in the different you know with the other similar sized um, football federations in that industry so to me I think uh, you know we need to challenge uh, our students to be able to understand you know, that to be innovative. And I think we also need to challenge them to understand what exactly is a vision. And a vision sometimes can be something that can be maybe difficult to obtain, but in some way there must be a plan to be able at least to try and to obtain it. Again, let me give you an example. I, I gave a, a, a vision statement to an organisation recently, and when we went through it uh, at the very start, the organisation said, Jeff, we'll never do that. But then what we did is we divided it out into key goals and objectives under the goals. And see, uh, this week, the guy has come back to say, we've actually hit our vision <laughs> because we followed the roadmap. Yeah. And, and, and that's important to have that roadmap in place. So in answer to, 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 to your question, I think as educators, we need to show best case uh, examples yeah. of people who have put in those tools and those techniques that has created... You know, good vision statements, good mission statements, 
good goals, good objectives, followed through on those, and then can actually, you know, help them to celebrate and get other people to learn from them. I mean, Jeff, I'm going to come back to you very much on that because it's the kind of second of that three-part uh, approach that you talked about right at the beginning of the interview. But just to return to some of those that couldn't agree with you more, this is fascinating, fantastic both showing great deals of, uh, of intensity and passion here and, uh, and enthusiasm for the job that we both love doing. And I'm mindful. I love this idea, you know, everybody can be number one in something is one of the approaches that I've always taken. And I, you know, that, that analogy of, you know, there's only one World Cup winner, participant, etc. And I, I always remember when I started in commercial radio, uh, running radio stations for the very first time in the 80s. That's how far long ago it was. But commercial radio in the UK was relative, well, it was almost brand new. And people were approaching it in so many different ways. And then independent local radio became virtually, you know, monopolised by a couple of main players. But I always used to say to people in my industry, people that I was managing and, and the opportunity, the Americans have got thousands and thousands of radio stations, and you know why they're good and competitive? Because every one of them is number one or strives to be number one in something, you know, and you find the classic, obviously, unique selling point or differential. So that competitiveness and that vision that you identify uh, and, and give some substance to Jeff is fascinating and fabulous moving on though challenge, give people challenges you know we can all play a great game sat in the stands or over a microphone as we're doing now but actually on the field of play to do it how would you recommend and what apart from and we'll talk about some of the case studies at the end of the interview perhaps uh, here Jeff but what other kinds of approaches do you think students need to do to actually be seen to be doing things to fulfil some of these visionary considerations well uh, you know I, I think what what students need to be doing is going out and talking to people uh, in the sport, in the industry, to get a, an understanding of uh, where, how they got to where they are and what they need to do to get to where they want to get to. Um, so to me, I think it's all of that, that element of um, networking. And I think they need to also conduct research and read, 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 read see what's going in the industry uh, and keep up to date with the latest trends um, and also in other industries like music closely associated with sport that you know sport can learn from as well and I also think to benchmark to do case studies to benchmark against who is best practice to go and to learn from them and to teach from them I, I, I had a, a guy in um, the UCFB uh, business school right. um, came and approached me and said Jeff I want to work in sport, and my first question to him, what is it you're looking to do, what interests you, not really sure, okay, uh, second question, well, what experience have you got, not much, so I said to him, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll let you work at the Ulster Grand Prix, which I'll talk about later, and we will give you experience in PR, in, in marketing, in event management, and then from that, you will be able to identify what skills, um, that, that you actually, you know, well, first of all, can develop, but secondly, you can actually link in and see what really, what, what area really interests you. And I, I think that needs to be done more from a student to be proactive, to go to these sporting organisations, and mostly will be on a voluntary basis to say, I want experience, 
I want to build my network. I want to build my knowledge. Now, here's exactly the skills that I, that I need, but I'm open to looking at other skills that can help me uh, develop as an individual. And that can only be good for our industry because more skilled uh, and knowledgeable and networked students coming out can only be good for the organisation that they go into. Jeff, I'm just going to pause for one moment. Well, there we go. Proving radio is live here and kicking and all is well. Back to then what Jeff was really closing on there. I think the importance of good education, uh, practicality, using examples, and as Jeff did there with a, with a student who came to him. I'm about to launch... Watch this space next week, folks, for the global business of sport education here in the UK with some students from USF, University of South Florida, coming over in November. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more, Jeff, at the end of this interview. But perhaps to begin with, just tell us maybe some of the work that you're doing there. I, I think you're doing some work with Queen's University in Belfast. Tell us a little bit about the practicalities of teaching students there in, uh, in Belfast, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I've been uh, working with Queen's University uh, as part of the Russell Group for a for a number of years. And in essence, what, what I've done to start off with was to create and to give them a live sports marketing case study. So we've worked at everything from sports tech with Stat Sports, uh, working with sports like the Irish Football Association and netball at the Ulster Grand Prix. So these are live. Um, uh, sports uh, projects that we are we are setting the, the masters and marketing students and the actual they go through to their mark and their masters so it's extremely important uh, last year I started then to lecture and this year they've asked me to do the same again to lecture on the area of marketing to the masters um, and marketing students right. and what, what I would do an awful lot is bring in live uh, case studies live examples and specifically lots in the whole area of sports and, and sports marketing and what, what happens from, from my point of view then I can see um, the students get the academia when you bring in the case study and that's the important linking the two together linking academia to the actual case study right Okay, Jeff, just tell us a little bit about the practical and, and doing live case studies with your students at uh, Queen's University. Yeah, I've been working with Queen's University in Belfast, which is obviously part of the Russell Group, for a number of years. And what they have, they have asked me to do is to, to develop live projects that go towards the student mark. And uh, in those cases, there have been sports-related case studies. And that could be in the sports tech area with stat sports. It could be the Ulster Grand Prix, it could be the Irish Football Association, uh, it could be netball in Northern Ireland, but something that they can get their teeth into that's live with a marketing angle. And then last year I've started to lecture, and then they've asked me to lecture again this year. So what we would do is really integrate a lot of the, the case study element in with the academia, and that's where I start to see lots of the learning really taking root and really taking place when the, you link the models and the academia which is extremely important with the live case studies so that people can start to not only understand it 
but in discussions they can talk about it and come up with their own conclusions and their own thoughts that make them much more of a rounded individual ready to go and to uh, be ready for the work the workplace. I mean, Jeff, what you've done brilliantly, and, and I, I know this is going to be really, really important content for, for, for a lot of my listeners, but exclusively almost, or, or, or very much uh, prominently, uh, the sports students of today and hopefully the sports marketers of tomorrow. And going back, not finally, because there are a couple of final touch points I want to cover before we finish this interview, but you talked in your three-way approach that the, the, the final one or the third one was very much the importance of sharing knowledge. And now clearly as an educator, as a communicator, as a consultant and all the things that you've just touched on, what you're now doing at Queen's University is very much sharing and being involved in that educational two-way communication and two-way opportunities. As I've touched on, I'm going to be running a global sport business festival uh, and uh, and obviously, as we've already discussed previously, Jeff, uh, you'll be very welcome and a part, an integral part of some of the things that we'll be doing over the week. And we're going to be visiting uh, sports agencies. We're going to London to visit Octagon. Uh, we'll be involved with a couple of Premiership football clubs, Crystal Palace. Uh, we're going to be going to Twickenham to watch um, a major international rugby. Uh, we'll be at Wimbledon uh, with colleagues and sponsors and brands like IBM. And the major aspect of the uh, of the trip and the events over those weeks will be cl- will be culminating i suppose on uh, november the 13th with uh, a sports marketing conference at the university of worcester how do you see perhaps some or all of those things coming together and what i'm thinking it's almost like a live show here and thinking what we can do because i'm sure myself and you and queens and your students we could perhaps put something together which expands the opportunity that just comes about through a 30-minute interview live here uh, on the All In Sports Talk Network and maybe do something with that as part of a programme initiative with your students, with yourself and what you're doing at Queen's. Do you have some thoughts on that, Jeff? Yeah, I think what's extremely extremely important is, I think, to to look at a mentoring programme. So people that can mentor, and it might be half an hour every month, with a number of students, so obviously you can't have everybody, yeah. but a small a small number, because that mentoring, uh, especially for students that really want that, is extremely important. Uh, I think that that's important. I think second of all is the knowledge exchange and case studies, and uh, hopefully if I can make it, I'm, uh, I'll touch on a couple. But what, one of the ones I will touch on uh, is the Ulster Grand Prix, and I'll just talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, but I think... Uh, that knowledge exchange is so important. And then I think the networking, now whether that's uh, a, a Facebook group, whether that is some sort of other social platform, but something that people can share stories, articles, tips uh, when they leave. So they're always connected together, but they also can exchange uh, information. So for me, I think that's extremely important those sort of three areas that I've highlighted and to me I think that will be extremely important Um, let me touch on what I think is so important is that area of the knowledge exchange Um, I got involved in the Ulster Grand Prix and uh, I'll not go through the whole ins and outs but it started with the product and the product was not what it should be 
and then we defined that they conducted an awful lot of research yeah. and we found out that it was the world's fastest road race and that was the USP and we put in place a whole program to create uh, the world's fastest road race and that included everything from a new strategy fans engagement programs commercial programs communication programs public affairs programs and even to volunteers event management to the bit now where the the the, 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 the case study that we present which cut which the also grand prix involves 600 volunteers can teach not only the students but also any other practitioners how to do sports marketing and brand building generate revenue when you've got no money <laughs> and also make sure that you're you know so many learnings that they can take whether you're a, a, an absolute professional organization or whether you're heavily voluntary led in sport and that's uh, I, I think a, a fantastic case yeah. when you can go over those that spectrum of the, the, the sports industry Jeff look sadly you know we're almost running out of time now but what we've achieved I mean we've achieved unbelievable uh, an unbelievable platform I believe here for connections with uh, sports marketing consultancies myself and yours uh, the future of sport the, the, the student university connections that we have I've got many here in the UK you've now got the, the, the Belfast uh, sorry Queen's University Belfast and I want to develop this so there will be very much an instalment too of this interview coming to you before the conference starts uh, in November and more of that later more of that in the future and we'll include that very much in our promotion for the events etc that start uh, i'll be starting those promotions uh, mid-september but before i let you go uh jeff some final summary closures maybe on final tips and advice to the sports marketing students of the future and maybe also just give a few shout outs to how my students and particularly also uh, academics and, and brand practitioners can contact you so just give us some closure there on those points if you would jeff yeah i, I mean i think from my point of view um to the student i'm talking to them as an individual looking to develop their career, uh, they need to be uh, understand and be get experience in what area of sport do they really want to focus yeah. on? Is it sports marketing? Is uh, is it on sports communication? And is it sports digital? Where are they looking to get yeah. experience? So that is important to build up. Second of all, I would say network, network, network. Get to know people. Volunteer to build up your CV in that experience now when you're studying so that you can uh, not only see where you need to get to but that you've got experience on your CV that you're ready to uh, you know to, to, to go to interviews and then I think the fourth area I would focus on is get a mentor somebody who can guide your your career and uh, that, that would have the right mentor and the right person in place so that's as a, as a person uh, to the industry and probably lesser extent as well to, to the students everything starts with research research what your current um, uh, sports team or sports club or sports federation you know find out everything about them find out what the fans want what, what the, the government uh, find out internally uh, all, all the rest of it because from research then you can identify your strategy 
and that's point two. So point one, do the research. Point two, to understand what any issues, concerns or things that are going well. Point two then is to develop a strategic plan. Three is to create what is your brand, what makes you unique, what is your brand story. And brand storytelling is becoming extremely important. So what is your story? What makes you unique? Then from that, build on the fans. They are your lifeblood. So know um, how do you engage, how do you improve the fans' experience from home to stadium or venue and back to the home again. And then you build up the other aspects, commercial, communication, public affairs, public relations, all the other building blocks that really feed into your strategy, your brand proposition, uh, and, and, and all of that. So that would be put in place. For me, um, it is extremely, I think the future is going to be all about data. Somebody said to me recently about uh, the digital marketing. I actually think it's changed and it's now data. And I think that is where we're getting lots more touch points on how we develop content because sports organizations are becoming content uh, producers themselves. And I think how they gather that data is going to be very interesting. And then how that they use augmented reality, how they use virtual reality, and how they use artificial intelligence to make that um, the, the data sense of them in terms of the business. In terms of my contact details, would love for people to follow me on Twitter, uh, and it's at Jeff W N J Wilson. So that's G E O F F W N J Wilson, and would love for people to follow me on on, on Twitter. Jeff, as always, it's been hugely informative. Always great value. And, and I'm going to put a little close on here as well. I'm sure many people will contact you and, as I've already suggested, will be very much active over the coming months on some of the touch points and talking points that you've raised. But I think I always have a mantra myself. Go to a conference, find out something new, use that, pick it up in an invitation try and do the research and pick it up in my interviews here I always pick up on a few key points and I'm mindful helicopter view the brand story the narrative these are some of the gems that Jeff has given us today and I'm mindful and very very grateful and thankful and I hope all my audience I know all my audience will be equally so Jeff you have a great weekend look forward to talking to you in the future very very soon and thanks for being on my show today Jeff Thanks, Al.